Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are rapidly approaching the NHL trade deadline, and quite a few teams are currently in a pretty tight playoff race. So on tonight's episode, we're going to dive into what the standings are looking like, which teams are probably favored to win the cup, which squads have maybe faded out a bit, and who I'm going to pick to win the Stanley Cup this year, which we'll actually circle back to later in the uh, the playoff run and see if our predictions have actually held up. All this and so much more on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. We'll also be joining YouTube very shortly, so stay tuned for all the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, but now in video form. As always, thank you so much for your love and support. Now, like I mentioned earlier at the start of this episode, we're actually going to be diving into the NHL standings. Uh, some divisions actually haven't had that much movement. It's been a few weeks since we did our last check-in, and now, you know, the, the playoff race and playoff pictures are probably... I would say more or less firmed up. There are some positions available, more so on the western side than the east. I feel like the east in general has a pretty good handle on which teams are going to be making the cut and which ones are probably going to be falling short. We'll start off with a very crowded east, though, because this one possesses one of the more interesting playoff races for the wildcard spots. Uh, The top spots in the division aren't really up for grabs, but certainly... The two extra playoff positions might be hotly contested. We'll have to see over the next few weeks. But in the Metro Division, we've got three front runners. Uh, you know, Carolina has been at the top for almost the entire year. Uh, following them, though, which is a big surprise for some people, not so much for me, is Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh in second, you know, I think is one of those things that I I kind of thought might happen because this division I, I think on paper is really strong. Um, but the the issues that the Islanders have had. Uh, The Blue Jackets kind of being a little bit mediocre and the Caps falling off a bit sort of opened up a spot for them to maybe move into the top three. I've always been a believer in Pittsburgh. I just feel like year after year, they remain one of the top teams out there. This year, you know, one of their biggest questions was with all the injuries, the COVID, uh, you know, absences and the goaltending questions, you know, what would this team look like? But, you know, I had a conversation with my fantasy league, and I I mentioned that I wasn't really sure that they would actually take that much of a step back. I think they've had a lot more issues in certain areas, especially on the power play and some of their uh, even strength situation stuff and and maybe even some of the goaltending. But once people got healthy and the team started to round into form, I just felt like this squad was too good to really, um, you know, lose faith in, in part because Mike Sullivan, for me, he really is one of the top two or three coaches in the NHL. He might be number one, to be honest. I think with what he works with and and honestly how he's managed to get this team, you know, into second place into one of the most competitive divisions out there really speaks to his skill as a coach and his tactical flexibility. I'm a huge fan of Sullivan, and he's the exact kind of coach that, you know, I wish the Jets were able to recruit. 
Now, third and fourth place is where things get a little bit curious. Uh, in third place, we've got the New York Rangers. And this is a team that I, I still, I don't know, I have suspicions about them. They kind of remind me of, like, a much better version of the past few years of Jets hockey where, you know, defensively, they're kind of a train wreck. And honestly, they do struggle to create a lot of high-danger scoring chances. But, you know, if you put your top six out there and, you know, you get Igor Shosturkin in net plus a very high-scoring back end, this is a team that has found a, a formula for winning that I don't know would be a year-over-year kind of sustainability, but for a short sample size, say, like, you know, 21 games or 28 games, however long they can make it last, the Rangers might actually be able to pull something off. I don't know. This team is definitely leaning heavily on Shesterkin. He is, uh, you know, one of the heart front runners. certainly the Vezina favorite at this point. Maybe there's one other goalie out there who might challenge him, but I really feel like, you know, for, for what the Rangers are and for what Shesterkin has had to go through, he is absolutely my number one pick, but, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be some controversy over the voting. There always is, and, you know, the Rangers, they will go as far as he does. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Uh, Shesterkin is really the breadwinner for that team. I mean, they've got, like, great players in Zabanajad and um, Lafreniere is starting to turn it on. Uh, Kako, before he was injured, was looking pretty decent. There's there's genuinely great talent to work with, and I mean, you know, that's before getting to Keandre Miller and Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, but Shesterkin is kind of where the conversation really starts and honestly ends at times, because Igor has kind of carried this team through a lot of very turbulent parts of the season, and they've got 73 points to show for it, which is just mad in my opinion. You don't really see that very often. I mean, it's only six points behind Carolina, which is a much better team, so very impressive season from Shesterkin, and we'll see if they can sustain this level of success as they make their playoff run. Now, the team behind them, uh, trailing by like six points or so, is Washington, and the Caps this year, I'm suspicious of them. I, I think that this season was a bit of a write-off for most Washington fans. They've already gotten the cup over the past couple of years. Now, they just want Ovi to break the goal-scoring record, although... You know, some folks might not be as supportive of him recently as uh, they were in previous years. All that said, though, the Caps are still a pretty decent team. They have a pretty firm foundation of really high-octane, high-scoring hockey, but the goaltending this year, it's been a, a bit of a struggle. I'm not really high on Samsonov, and, like, Vanacek is all right, but they just don't really have, like, an elite number one starter. They've got some guys who can give you, like, league average goaltending, but I think they're really lacking that number one clear starter, and they would probably have to try and trade for one because I don't know that anyone in their system is really tracking to be that, that you know, that clear spot taker. So, yeah, Caps are an interesting one. I would definitely expect them to be in the first wild card at least, maybe the second wild card if one of the teams from um, the Atlantic Division takes that spot, but... You know, the Caps, they will make the postseason. I just don't really see a lot more for them beyond that. Now, for as crowded as the Metro Division is, I honestly think the uh, the Atlantic might be even more competitive. We'll talk about what teams out there really stand out and if the actual cup favorite is going to be in this division. Before diving into the Atlantic, though, I thought you should hear about why Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market that can even help you with those pesky New Year's resolutions. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your New Year's plans. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's even better for you. They make it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it, unlike all those other waxy, chalky, boring protein bars you're used to. 
Built Bars are coated in 100% real chocolate and contain around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Good luck finding a candy bar that's as guilt-free as Built Bars are. Ready to make the change? Go through your cupboards or all of your secret snack stashes and throw out all the junky, calorie-laden, super sugary foods that you can replace with Built Bars. You don't even have to love working out. Built Bars are suitable for every lifestyle and can help you cut calories the tasty way. To get started, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Start your New Year's resolutions off the Built way. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, don't forget to check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's the best and easiest way to stay up to date on all the latest action from around the league, featuring nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. Picking up our conversation from earlier, I wanted to take a look at some of the divisions out there and which teams continue to really push the standings paces and which squads might be falling out. Now, the Atlantic division for me might be one of the most competitive in the entire NHL. This one is a bit of a dogfight at the top. You've got Florida in first, but it's a very slim margin just by a point right now. Uh, And the Panthers this year are, I mean, they're an insane team. They are just ripping opponents apart, really, scoring at will. The only team that I can really think is is comparable in like offensive output would probably be like Colorado. In fact, I think Colorado is probably the team that most closely aligns with a uh, a challenger in the West. But when it comes to just absolutely lighting the lamp and tearing opponents apart with really rapid puck movement, great goaltending, and uh, a really well-balanced lineup that just constantly hits you in waves, this Panthers team is dominant. This might be one of the best teams we've ever seen, and there have been a couple of challengers to that title. I don't know if the Panthers would actually make the the final cut as the number one, but, you know, this is a team that in 2017-2018 would have been right there with Winnipeg, and Winnipeg might have been one of the best teams we've ever seen. For me, I think because they have such a strong lineup, and then they have like a potential Vezina finalist goalie in net with Bobrovsky uh, returning back to his roots and putting on really great performances, this team for me, they're my Stanley Cup favorite. I really feel like this trophy is coming down south this year, but not to the Lightning. I, I think the Panthers might finally have the, like, the winning formula that they've honestly not really had for a couple of years. They've been trying to build something really special, but now I think... They've got all of the pieces, kind of like the uh, the Thanos Infinity Gauntlet. They've got all the stones, and it's just a matter of actually seeing this out and winning the cup. That's going to be really difficult, though, because there are two teams really hot on their tails uh, that I-, I think are genuine challengers to this title, and this is going to be Tampa Bay and Toronto. Now, Toronto, for me, might be the weaker of the two just because... Right now, the Leafs don't really have uh, a great goalie system. I I think that they're really struggling to find anyone who can actually make a few extra saves. They had to win a game recently, like 10-7, to which is pretty crazy. Um, But unfortunately for them, Jack Campbell has kind of fallen off, and they don't really have anyone else in the system that can actually make a few extra saves. So on the list of like free agent goalies or guys, even with a little bit of term, Toronto is probably going to be heavily scouting those options. They definitely need a goalie from somewhere, although I don't know if it's going to be enough to really move the needle. If they actually get like a a lead netminder, I think that this is another team that, quite frankly, has a ridiculous offense and has a very good, very well-rounded defense, and they might finally surprise in a more positive light when it comes to the postseason. 
Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, there's not really much that you even have to say about the Lightning. Every year, they're just really darn good, and that's kind of the case again this year. Um, really darn good might actually be a bit, like a bit of an understatement. They're just excellent. I mean, they've they've not really had many off years where they've really struggled. Certainly, they do get knocked out of the postseason here and there, but they're just a dynasty kind of team. I mean, it's not really possible to build an exact dynasty the way you can get in something like the MLB or NBA or elsewhere. But in terms of teams that are going to be repeat contenders for at least a, a pretty deep playoff run, Tampa Bay every year is a perennial appearer. So, you know, wouldn't be shocked if they advanced pretty far this year. Maybe they even win another cup. I mean, it just seems like this team finds a way to turn it on late every season. And with such a stacked roster, I mean, you really can't bet against them. They're just so good. Now, in fourth place, uh, the Boston Bruins are kind of hanging out there, and I don't really know what to make of the Bruins. I think that they're an okay team, but offensively, it's definitely been a little bit dry. The uh, the goaltending duo, I think they've got like Swayman and um, somebody else in that, and I forget who it is, but uh, they're they, they are definitely known for having like a big hug session after every win on the ice, which is kind of fun. It's very endearing, a little cool ritual, um, but... You know, the the Bruins, you can definitely tell that the top six is aging. They've got some young talent in guys like uh, DeBrusque and a few others, but I, I think that they're really going to have to lean heavily on such a strong defensive structure and a, you know, forward group that's not going to give up too many opportunities because the forwards themselves aren't really uh, producing a lot of goals. In fact, the team only has 161, which is one more goal for than the, uh, the Red Wings. So, Offensively, probably not the uh, the biggest season from them, but defensively, they continue to be really dominant, and uh, they've only conceded 146, which is actually the lowest total in this entire Atlantic division, and uh, might be up there with uh, one of the most stingiest teams in the whole league. I mean, there's a few others that have had even stingier blue lines and goaltending duos, but you know, for the Bruins, who are, are a little bit older and a little bit more modest in terms of um, you know their defense and the guys in net. Yeah, a, a really well-balanced roster and a team that could survive like a first-round encounter, but probably going beyond that, not so not so sure on that one. Now, I've praised a lot of teams in the East, but there are a couple of really incredible squads out in the West that I think are going to be good enough to give, you know, the Florida Panthers and a few others some really genuine challenges if any of these squads can make it through the gauntlet and finally find themselves in a Stanley Cup final. We'll find out which teams out in the West are, are certainly at the top, which teams might be more at the bottom, and whether or not the Calgary Flames are for real in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear about why BetOnline.net should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs, especially as we're rolling up on this intense playoff race. Football might be over, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. They've even got great lines for all of you Winnipeg Jets fans. From player points totals to award winners and more. Want to bet on Hellebuck winning another Vezina trophy? Log into betonline.net right now and place your bet. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. To get started, register for a free account with betonline.net right now. Start winning today because BetOnline is where the game starts. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are closing out tonight's episode with a look at the Western Conference. We're going to go through this one relatively quickly because the standings here are a little bit more, I would say, easy to digest. I don't really see as many teams out here looking like real contenders. Uh, the East is definitely the stronger conference this year, but hey, there are still some fantastic teams out West, and here's why. Thanks to the Central being the Central, you know, Colorado continues to be the real front runner in this entire conference and maybe the number one or number two team in the entire league. This squad is just, again, kind of like the Panthers, an offensive juggernaut. Um, they just sort of blitz through opponents and it doesn't really matter whether it's even strength or the power play. You know, a lot of you who have watched uh, games against the Avs recently, you saw what happened when Winnipeg had a 3 nothing lead didn't really matter at all did it you know the abs just sort of blew the jets apart tore them uh you know tore the slot apart with great passes um excellent vision incredible breakout speed waves of consistent offensive pressure from the forwards a really active blue line that adds additional puck support and passing lanes that you know the jets just really couldn't cover and you know to winnipeg's credit and defense um colorado does this to everyone but even still it's a bit humiliating to see and a little bit frustrating uh, you know, in second place, you've got the Blues in the Central, which I, I think, you know, the Blues are a very strong team, but not really the kind of squad that I have as like a Stanley Cup finalist. I do think that they will be one of the top teams to advance towards uh, a conference finals appearance. I don't know if they'll actually make it, but they're very good. And I would not be surprised if they're still hanging around late into the uh, the playoff runs. Behind them are Minnesota and Nashville. And, you know, these teams... Actually, like this whole cluster of teams, Minnesota, Nashville, and Dallas, they're all kind of like in that mushier middle. I think, you know, Minnesota is still a really strong squad. I think that their record is uh, very reflective of an extremely well-balanced team. They don't have like the world's most elite offense, um, at least compared to some of the other teams. They still score a ton, but it's just, I, I think that they still need a little bit more finishing talent to start to hit the heights of a team like, say, Colorado. Uh, you know, they're a bigger, heavier, slower squad that has a really sound defensive structure. But, you know, the goaltending for them is still a bit of an issue. That's one thing that I think they would like to fix going down the road. And, you know, it's 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 a squad that I think has a lot of the tools to be super successful in the postseason. I just don't know if they have quite the finishing talent and ability to get by teams like, you know, Colorado and the Panthers on a more consistent basis. Aside from the Central, you've got the Pacific Division, and it's basically Calgary Flames and everyone else. Uh, everyone else includes uh, the Los Angeles Kings in second place, and then Vegas in third with the Oilers and Ducks, as well as the Canucks, honestly, all chasing a, uh, a third spot here. I don't know if the wild card's actually going to come out of the Pacific at all, like the second wild card. It might be dominated by the Central, really hard to tell so far. But yeah, I mean, the Pacific is just not that great, to be honest. There are a number of teams that are kind of like mediocre, but decent. And I think that that's kind of a little bit of a hockey purgatory when it comes to trying to predict playoff contenders. But the team that is definitely for real is Calgary. Um, they are just a fabulous, fabulous squad. Super, super well balanced, but especially strong def defensively. And, you know, Jacob Markstrom in net has been insane for them. Again, Markstrom might be getting some more attention as another Vezina candidate, and he would be 100% deserving. Calgary doesn't score nearly as many goals as most of the top contenders, but because their defense and goaltending duo are so strong, this is a squad that I think is going to cause a lot of teams absolute fits, and that big physical, uh, really 
aggressive forechecking style, along with the underrated skill that they have, makes them a super dangerous early round opponent. And I would not want to see what happens if they start to survive the war of attrition and make it through some of the toughest competition. Do I think the Flames are like cup contenders? In a way, yes. I don't know if they would actually be able to get through Colorado, but, you know, this is a really strong team, and it wouldn't shock me if they were to. I just feel like this year I'm really pegging either the Panthers or the Avs to make it, and I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, with the Panthers. I just think the difference there in goaltending, it might be enough to push them past a team like Colorado or whoever out of the West makes it to the finals and uh, squares off against the Panthers. It's probably going to be Florida, but, you know, maybe I end up being wrong. Maybe the Panthers end up getting exposed in the first round. Who knows? Tell me who you think is going to win the Stanley Cup or even make it to the finals at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Next week, we will have some additional thoughts from some of the weekend games and stuff, as well as Friday's game. And, you know, if all goes well, you know, not 100% guaranteed, but if everything kind of checks out, we will be having our first YouTube episode. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited, and I hope you all are, too. Before we hop off for tonight, though, I just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to also make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Rodan and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcast media, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. Thanks so much for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!